0: Great Mother, Holy Spirit, Yin, Divine Mother, Cosmic Wound, Deep Space, the Moon, Dark Matter, the Void, the Black Hole, Hattar, Isis, Diana, Mami, Ishtar, Kali, Mammy, and Mother Mary. Hello, welcome to Great Mother Speaks. I'm Tammy Taylor, your manifestation muse, and today we're talking about. Welcome to another stream of consciousness, divinity, identity. Remember me when I am gone. This is what we're talking about. This podcast. It is about divinity, identity, and what this stream of consciousness great mother is speaking is all about. And I have just finished watching tributes to a drag queen by the name of, um, Lady Red. Lady Couture Red. What is her name? Um, I'm not gonna front like I have not heard of Lady Red before. Now don't get it twisted. I've seen Hey Queen on YouTube, but this is coming up in my feed that she's died as of. These are being posted these tributes July 29th, you know, it's roughly a day after full moon, August 4th. And um, I had seen her on Hey Queen, but I did not go deeper into seeing who this beautiful sister was until now and that's what it's about realizing that whether we're Michael Jackson or Lady Red, you know, apparently she transitioned because she couldn't process her emotions and this manifested in an inability to Process her food without regurgitating. And she, I would presume, died from asphyxiation, if not from some type of a a GI inflammatory um, disorder. Um, And we are afraid. We put this ultimate question of life in the shadows. We deny that the wager for being here is enjoying it as much as we can in spite of what we don't enjoy. And these are very unenjoyable times for many the same time it is an enjoyable one for many on an internal space and this is where we're transitioning to from the Piscean to the Aquarian age. This is a higher octave of spiritual consciousness. It's not relating via an interpreter or a mediator, but it is directly responding to that persistent, insistent question we refuse to acknowledge, which is, what are you going to give for it? What do you have to give for being here? And that translates to Either I'm going to be remembered now for what I contribute and give my all for in order to enjoy life at its ultimate, or I'm going to really have to face up to the likelihood all that I'm putting into this experience, all of this good karma from my soul that's killing me to do because it's so challenging to stay in this vibration of love at this particular time but I have learned enough to know it's worth it yes this is what I'm paying forward and I'm not going to be remembered this lifetime but I'm planting some strong seeds I'm planting some strong seed. And that's the enjoyment we have as dearly loved divine children of the Great Mother Father God who were never judged, condemned, or left alone. So Great Mother was speaking to me through Lady Red, and I clicked on the GoFundMe link for her funeral to give, as it says in the... um, comment section, the organizer of the fundraiser of what she posts, to give her Christy uh, uh, Lady Red sister is asking this and they're devastated. And they're talking about all the hardships and stuff. Okay, so this is somebody doing this for the family, okay? But what they were saying on YouTube, the white family, and this is this whole racial thing that's going on now too with this uh, feminine energy being expressed through the masculine and balancing that way. You know, we're all balancing. We're all paying our wager. We're bringing all of our chips to the table from our soul lives that we've ever had and cashing it in on planting good seed. Just like everybody's doing on a conscious or unconscious level based on what their soul experience has taught them to believe is the greatest thing to invest in. There's no judgment or condemnation. Only evolution. And so the white YouTube fam was talking about to give her the bureau that she deserves. And uh, this video in Loving Tribute, and interview with Lady Red, she is telling you who she is and she, and they ask her, well, who do you wanna be remembered as? You know, and uh, what's she say? All right, and uh, what are you known for and what would you like to be known for? Well. I'm known for, I am known as the largest <laughs> live singing drag queen in captivity, full-time drag queen, yes, don't take a day off, honey, she's always in it and ready to win it, um, and I would love to be known as just, uh, Fish, <laughs> Ternetta Dupree, <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody's calling me, <laughs> She will live in infamy. She will live in great, (laughs) great honor (laughs) as a seed that many people will now know about. Her staunch, proud, Recognition of who she is, and she talks about recognizing her culture and l- love herself and everybody, you know. And that is what the drag queens, the men in dresses, our um, you know, transsexual sisters are telling us and teaching us hey, you know, it's about loving yourself. And in Africa, this group of people have historically been the spiritualists, the healers uh, of the community. And that is what they are in many cases reincarnating to do. Many of them have a great deal of experience with this type of thing, and so they know the vernacular of the people. There's a mastery of communication and speech and artistry, all of the things that were are lacking in an over-emasculated society, and so we're talking about balancing these energies the last time in The Relic, which is the podcast title that you will see when Great Mother is really trying to talk to us directly about divinity identity through my experiences, you know, with it. And if you would like to share yours, I would like to expand the conversation. I would love to to your experiences of divinity identity because that is the frequency this chain of consciousness is about. You know, it's it's just a. Um, flow of consciousness that is about asserting, reclaiming, and reaffirming, and this stream of consciousness is called divinity identity, and this is what Great Mother speaks. This is what she speaks. Now, through me, she has come through to speak this language to the outcast. Those who acknowledge and reclaim their divinity identity as a result of mama, drama, trauma. And this very taboo thing is the reason most people are having, you know, the problems that they're having. But it takes a special individual to recognize it and to call it what it is. And Great Mother speaks directly, specifically through me to those of us who have come to this path through the dark force, the dark night of the soul of mama drama trauma. So I am here to share this time what that ultimate question means to me in terms of Why are we here? What are we wagering for this life? And this is what Saturn is forcing us to do. It's forcing us in both Capricorn and Aquarius, the Vedic and the Western astrology, the tropical and the sidereal. It is clamping down on everything we hold dear. Like a good mother, father, God would and does every 4,000 years or so and every 500 years or so and so we got the clock, the Swiss clock just lined up with all of these correcting cycles and so they're hitting us in all of our institutions, health, financial, educational, um, family, uh, governmental et cetera, et cetera, and um, economic, you know, the financial, the military and the monetary, Gil Scott Heron was telling us about. But he said the revolution would not be televised. I would beg to differ. But who could have envisioned 2020, right? And that is what we're being called to do. Envision the time after this time. You may not live to see it. But what I need you to do is envision the time after this time and bring that vision back through that dark night here, now so that you live it now and are a beacon of light to those who will never ever be able to envision that on their own. Not this lifetime. And this is the lifetime and the generation and the generation after that really does need strong seeds of vision. And we already know what the dystopic vision is, and so it doesn't need to be repeated here. But we need to look at this idea of legend, it has been such a trending term in social media for a good five years now, coinciding with a decline in emerging legends. And the root word leg is a clue as to why There has not been a leg to stand on for a while now. No legends, no visionaries to really prepare us for 2020. We did have them, like Gil Scott Heron, (laughs) who told us that um, it didn't look very good. (laughs) And so all of us have had these... um, legends of um, very hard and callous truths be it our religious institutions our financial institutions our educational our health how we see our health how we who we believe and what we believe based on what a condemning judgmental God that you have to earn your health happiness and wholeness or in a truly loving great mother father God that is truly maternal and paternalistic. So much so, who they are is who we are, which makes us gods and goddesses, which makes us divine, which is why we are also eternal beings. And so it really, with a consciousness to understand this in our cosmic calculus, our Vedic astrology, we see the many lifetimes we've had. We see the lifetimes of our mother. We see how we've interacted with our mother and why, oh, wow, this is the karma. What's karma? The results of past actions. In order to see what karma in our present actions are going to help us rectify that account, our energetic balance. And we want to know this because we want to be able to answer that question. We want to be able to know what we have in our account. Before we wager this, this is what I'm going to pull up my chips on the table for this life. In other words, for me, I'm going to have faith in it. I'm going to put my all in it. I'm not going to hold back. This is what I believe. And I I, I know that this is what's going to come out of it. And there's so many of us who have already wagered everything, but it was all material. And look how much that hurt. All the relationships, all the lies that we set up to prop all this stuff up, having no legends, having no good examples to go by. Not good in a moral sense, but good, well, yeah, but saying no would be an extreme. Many of us have had very good guides and counselors and support and mentors. Speaking collectively though. We've had a dearth of the kind of wisdom that would have told us, as many new thought teachers have been forecasting, that if we continued on this destructive path, we're just going to have some problems. And they showed it to us through science. You know, Dean uh, Regan, Raiden, you know, he is the original entanglement. Now, I know Jada Pinkett Smith is considered down, but she might be down enough to have been involved in um, understanding a lot of this new thought. And I'm pretty sure she was with the school with her children. He actually called it entrainment, you know, when things are entrained, when the energy fields lock up and, and scientifically proved how we're all connected. Our energies are entrained. That's why we're all so affected by this. Regardless of what is being said, or even what's being done, there's this kind of collective, and that's Aquarian energy as well, the collective. So this is this groundswell. This is the seeding time. And we can't look at one person outside of ourselves, not one, and be able to make this assessment for them. We will do well to make it for ourselves, to be able to assess what is in our account, what actions will serve me the best, because I have made peace with my wager of doing this work and trusting that it will get to who it needs to get to, and that is my payment. And I am blessed. I am blessed. And so this is my sharing of divinity identity. And I hope that it inspires you to look at how you're being supported in the same way. We all have different accounts. There are 12 mansions. There are 12 houses on the wheel. There are 12 disciples. There are 12 months in the year. There are 12 Hours in half a day, there are 12 gates to the city. Hallelujah! And we are connected, and we can, therefore, if this message resonates with you, we. Can therefore recognize what the balance of that wager is, the consideration of others with the consideration of ourselves in the way that that balance needs to be made for us. Now, Lady Red, I can't say what her account is, but I do know that with regard to her identity, as a divine child she claimed it I do know that because the evidence is living our divine birthright it's one thing to know you are a divine child it's a whole nother thing to demonstrate you a royalty and that demonstration is through happiness health and wholeness she was always sucking on a chicken wing on hey queen she was being fed, and that was quite evident. <laughs> now, how healthy she was, that's a different story. But I cannot judge another person. Her cosmic calculus, her karma, was set up in a way that would manifest a million different stories to the eye. Where they say the picture is worth a thousand words. Yeah, we can talk all we want to. But until we actually understand somebody's situation, where they're coming from, we don't understand. And we don't understand ourselves. I understand myself enough to know that that is not in the cards for me to be, quote unquote, recognized in my lifetime. What is, is for me to... Do the work, collect the catalog, so that again, whoever needs it will have access to it. Now, this question, returning to the original premise of the divinity identity stream of consciousness here talking about remember me when I'm gone. Well, Michael Jackson was going to be remembered regardless, but everybody wants to be Michael Jackson now. And that is not in everybody's cosmic calculus. What the hell is that about? Well, he's the world's first superstar in our generation. Speaking of legends, okay, there've been many legends before that have, their name has traveled throughout the seas, the seven seas and whatnot. Um, Muhammad Ali, you know, uh, Gandhi, Martin Luther King, uh, Jesus Christ, um, Mother Teresa, Oprah Winfrey. These are people of color I'm noticing. Um, (laughs) And so that tells us, you know, the world population and what the cultural resonance is. And so we have one person remembered in their lifetime. Were they happy, healthy and whole? were they really embracing our birthright of our divinity identity who knows we all do it the best way we can you know somebody could look at my situation and be like oh boy you know is she really <laughs> embracing her divinity identity I don't know if that would mean that for me that would not make me happy not being recognized this lifetime but see sugar that's the thing is we have come from a generation that does not want to negotiate on our answer and our answer is if i ain't remembered in this lifetime it ain't worth it so i want all my s-h-i-t now i want my big house i want my uh brand new car every five years I want a vacation twice a year. I want my kids to have all the latest clothes and this and that and this and that and this and that. And And everybody demanding that kind of advertised, promoted, quote unquote, highest meaning of life, virtue or purpose of life. Well, um... That's not something I've ever aspired to, but it's certainly not a lifestyle that is beyond what my lifestyle is in any regard. Um, So you know, we need to revisit that question like I have been forced to do since all of these planets went retrograde in late April causing us to reflect on what all this means going forward and so yeah a lot's going down because the hammer's coming down on hey judgment and not Judgment in the sense that we've been taught it over the last 6,000 years, this judgment, this 4,600 years, 4,600 to 6,000 years with this kind of really harsh law that has all been material. You know, envisioning the gavel as opposed to the hammer coming down an energetic field that's cutting off the energy. And literally separating the wheat from the chaff, a sickle, you know, um, that is what is meant here. And the, the sickle is separating what is the good crop that will have good seed to plant going forward and that which no longer has any use. And how was that determined? It's determined by your own sense of awareness that you belong here now. You chose to incarnate at this time. And now you are choosing to remember and get a square account of your energetic balance. Understand what your gifts, talents, and abilities are that have accrued as you have been a legend in your own times, and we have been great failures. We have a wealth of wisdom those of us who resonate with this message that we can wield in this lifetime in order to recreate whatever it is that will consider the whole and balance what and who we understand ourselves to uniquely be as divine children to be expressed in this world with health, happiness, and wholeness. We are all remembered when we're dead. We have many skulls in the ground, those of us who resonate with Great Mother's message, and we have many, many more that um, we may still even leave. But one thing is for sure Our soul travels on, picking up bodies and dropping bodies, but never leaving the source of our divinity. And we don't have to die in order to get back in touch with that for a little while before we incarnate again. We can have that while we are incarnated. You know, we are in a dense space. We are having to navigate and modulate the movement of heavy emotional fields and material fields of matter because we are in a refinery. We are being refined. Our divinity is always being refined into greater, greater godliness. You know what came to me, and I'm going to let y'all go, I was cleaning out herbs and organizing them in my kitchen. Into jars and stuff from things that I ordered and restocking and, you know, pouring out and just organizing my herbs. And it came to me that there was a time in old, and when I'm doing these things that I love around the house and whatever, just appreciating, I tend to get these downloads and it was like, in days of old, these herbalists and priests would... Um, have to do the same thing you know to make sure you know they shook them up and stuff make sure there was no mold and have like a system of um, not letting them get to that point it's been humid here and you know even though I have bought something recently you know you want to do the 90 day the 60 day the what can last six months and what containers you have them in and everything and it became A natural alignment with that flow of healing energy from our divine selves to others. Lining up with that fastidious energetic balancing that is important. We don't want mold in the herb because it begins to work against itself. And so what's the point? You know, if you're going to modulate, do it with another living herb. Um, and so with your, you know, alkalinity and acidity, those internal simple ways we can do through the five tastes and things like that, <clears throat> learning these things in ancient days we eventually began to learn that when we put our hands on people, sometimes we wouldn't be as effective as other times. And through series and series of process of elimination about, you know, what kind of people work with this kind of energetic healing and touching and, you know, um, prayer and whatever and what kind of person didn't or When the sun and the moon and the stars and, you know, if it was a woman's problem and if this and get and just trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. Then dealing with people with, you know, very serious wounds and things and learning that death could be caused not through the wound itself, but through a lack of hygiene. And that came to me as, you know, cleanliness is next to godliness and that's what we're always doing as divine children we're always assessing you know that energy within us not in a way that is stressful but in a way that is just like if you imagine yourself receiving a lot of money have you ever thought about these people who are these really really rich people you know how do they keep account of their money you know they have to really you know and it's really simple math you know, we've had people that aren't high school educated that have held on to all their money. Dolly Parton, James Brown did a pretty good job until he started getting in trouble, you know. But um, it's simple math and it's simple paying attention, you know, to it. And that's it. That's it. it it's just simple math, trusting yourself. You know, asking questions, you know, because as things get bigger, things get, you know, you have more responsibilities and more things to look out for. And so this lifetime, that's something my soul chose not to do. I can talk on it. I trained on it as a corporate trainer. That was one of my... um, jobs that I did for a while as a motivational speaker I was a corporate trainer so I went around and I trained people on human resources and uh, executive management on you know soft skills and um, you know mm-hmm. be- to the laws and policies you know of human resources it didn't matter you know it's it's that was not what I was supposed to be doing I was wagering my life my health, my happiness, on something that was extremely stressful to my system. Not because it didn't come naturally, which is all I was focusing on, and the paycheck, that part, but because and it allowed me to travel, and my soul loves to travel. It was outward travel though, I traveled the world, but it was external. And what my soul was wanting to do this lifetime, and we can see that with Rahu and Ketu in our Vedic chart, called the north and the south node in tropical astrology, it's our soul's evolutionary path generally. And all of the other planets in the chart basically support that. And this is what Great Mother wants us to know, and she has the moon, that lunar aspect, is that internal piece that we ignore. And I was ignoring to the point that I grew a six pound fibroid tumor. That's how much I ignored it. You know, I am not childless, I'm child free because that's another thing on a soul level. You know, I needed to commit to what I'm doing so much so that I really am an outcast from my family. (laughs) And that's just my cosmic calculus. Everybody has their cosmic calculus. I work with people who are on every point of the continuum. From complete loving detachment, or what they call in behavioral psychology, no contact, to people who are living in the same space and just learning how to establish effective physical boundaries, you know, which are connected to the emotional. But getting back to the point about the wager and what I had to do, I had to go into that internal space. I had to do that internal long distance travel and what I liked about the job was the money and I had to trust that I would be supported in doing this internal journey and um, it came easy to me. Just like the training, it came easy to me once. each and every step because it wasn't all of a sudden once and that's what the great mother speaks oracle deck is you know it goes through the five stages of grieving uh elizabeth kubler ross's five stages of grieving you know denial then there's anger then there's depression um no there's denial then there's anger then there's bargaining then there's depression and acceptance. It doesn't just happen like that. Uh, she modulated the grieving process. But the Great Mother speaks Oracle deck is a 49 card deck that has seven cards underneath um, each suit, you know, um, and you know there's six suits. You know she does her five steps with well, the Great Mother speaks. We have aspire. And A stands for acknowledgement, that's the first suit. And that suit of the deck is all about acknowledging you have mama drama trauma, releasing the denial. And so what I'm explaining to you is, this is the process I went through when I got to that internal deep space. Great mother took me through this. And then when I started helping other people understand what I was going through, I realized I kept on telling my story, which is a great story, but it's not about me. And I knew that going in, and I never liked that, but a lot of people relate to stories, you know, and of course, duh. But I wanted to be sure I had an alternative methodology. And I prayed for one, and within two weeks, she downloaded the Great Mother Speaks Oracle deck to me. It does have some cards from the Goddess deck that many of us are familiar with, the beautiful, beautiful um, Goddess deck. But um, the first one, not the copycat ones that have come since then. Um, Let me see. It's Always Close By by Amy Sophia Marsinski beautifully illustrated by Hirano Janto The Goddess Oracle A Way to Wholeness Through the Goddess and Ritual and honey it helped me get to wholeness child so we do have um, goddesses from there but we have goddesses from everywhere Um, but those were goddesses that I worked with you know, so she downloaded those, and they're all um, based on a scene in The Wizard of Oz. The acknowledged suit, New Moon to Balsamic Moon, is, and all of the suits are New Moon to Balsamic Moon cards, you know, all the phases, the eight phases. Um, I had to do that as soon as I stopped work, because I stopped work to have surgery on the fibroid tumor. And I was an independent contractor, so, you know, that was the end of that in terms of my recovery emotionally, psychologically, and so that emotional recovery, I had to acknowledge because that was killing me. That is what grew the tumor. Fibroid tumors are anger, you know, about not being seen, not being heard not creating what you want to create in your life, that blockage again. And so that acknowledged suit modulates that first step. You know, we don't just all of a sudden come out of denial and say, Oh, I got mama, drama, trauma. No, it took me years to come to that conclusion. It's a very it's the hardest step. Some people say the first three suits are hard. <laughs> and they are because Carolyn Mace the medical intuitive teaches from the root chakra to the gut chakra you know it's all about establishing your will in a way that's going to be supported by your soul and the only will that the soul supports is the one that aligns with it in other words our soul incarnated as us and and We are living off of the energy of our soul. When the soul leaves this body, it discards this body. Guess who keeps on living? The soul. It ain't us. You know? We're a part of the soul, but so are the many other lives that we've lived, you know? Um, And so this is one of the lives, yeah, but it's going to give all of its power to the free will being the ego body that it needs as a vehicle to operate in this life, it's gonna give all of its power to those that line up with it. And that means different things for different people. The, The rub is that what it means for you is as clear, as balanced and confirmed As it can possibly be throughout your entire energetic being. That's when the will is established. And so most people never get there. You know, so this is not for the faint of heart. This is not for um, people at this time that are really caught up in the drama of the dream of this life, and it's a very powerful dream that we have chosen enthusiastically to experience as souls. You know, th- this is this, the purification, a uh, circus, fair, amusement park, it's life. We are alive in this crazy place, doing crazy stuff like kids do, you know. And so we're evolving through this. And so we have the Kanye West, and we have the um, characters of um, life, including ourselves, to go inward and allow Great Mother to speak to us, to awaken our intuitive selves in a way that we can align with that divinity of knowing we're Dearly loved, divine children, the great mother, father, God, who are never judged, condemned, or left alone. But given the free will, once it's activated, to open our hearts, speak from a divinity mentality to ourselves first and foremost, and then to the world. And to be in a continual state of download that is the full power, the fuel source that sustains the lower self, the physical body, the first three chakras, that alignment. So I hope you enjoyed that. I guess I'm going to call this uh, remember me when I'm dead. Blessings. Remember, Great Mother loves you and I do, too. Divinity Identity Support Group every Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Visit greatmotherspeaks.info and go to the Book Now tab for details.